Oye, eloeleros, I party. Tragos party, that is. The Tragos party games are here and they are the party games for Latinos. Created by a dynamic team of Latinas, Tragos Game and Get Loud, don't you love the name, were designed to connect Latinos of all generations and backgrounds, celebrating the similarities shared among all Latinos through hilarious gameplay. Whether playing Tragos, a drinking party game for adults, or engaging the whole familia in the competitive Get Loud, these games are guaranteed to bring fun to your holidays this year. Tragos Game and Get Loud are both easy to play and can be enjoyed with two or more players. And guess what, mi gente? They are available at all Targets nationwide and on Target.com. They're also accessible on Amazon. Go to Amazon and look for Tragos Game Also, look for the episode of Latinos Out Loud where we interview founder Carolina and head of marketing Aralis of the Tragos family. Ay, party! Yo te lo dije. Yo, 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 yo! It's your girl, Rachel La Loca. And if you're in the New York area on Thursday, May 16th, then please, por favor, come out and join me at what will be an iconic celebration of the 400th episode of the Latinos Out Loud podcast. Woo! Can't believe how far we've come together. Hello, Eneros, I love you. So I'm joining forces with the folks at Latino Laughter to present a hilarious evening of comedy at the legendary Broadway Comedy Club located at 318 West 53rd Street. The show is at 8 p.m. and you can get your tickets at broadwaycomedyclub.com. George of Latino Laughter is one of my mentors who gave me the power of the mic way back when, when I hosted my first stand-up comedy show at the Broadway Comedy Club over 10 years ago. So I'm super, super thankful. Agradecida. The show on May 16th is going to be another great one with the comedy of Jose Bedoy, Huge J, my girl So Dope, my guy PJ Bryan, and one of the original Latino laughter comedians, Tony Marrero. Hello, Eleros, join me for this party on Thursday, May 16th at 8 p.m. at the Broadway Comedy Club here in NYC for what will be an unforgettable evening. And thank you for helping us achieve this milestone of 400 episodes. There may be a podcast piñata and other surprises, so get your tickets at broadwaycomedyclub.com and I will see you on May 16th. Un beso! I would like to welcome you all here to Studio Plan B. Uh, we were supposed to be in our TV studio, but we had a little infrastructure problem. And because we are the Department of TV, Radio, and Emerging Media, we pivoted on a dime, and now we are here coming to you live from the Claire Tau Theater in Whitman Hall. This multi-cam live stream is uh, directed by Professor Young Chung, and the students you see crewing here are all from his multi-cam production course. So our department teaches journalism, single cam, uh, virtual reality, media studies, media literacy, advertising, PR, and studio multicam. And thank heavens, we teach remote on-location multicam. So if any of that sounds interesting, Google us and please reach out. Uh, this event is also co-sponsored by the Department of Puerto Rican and Latino Studies here at Brooklyn College, and Rachel, is a, yes, for pearls. 
Absolutely. And Rachel is a recipient of their Community Service Award when she was a student here. Now, speaking of Rachel, she will be joining our faculty in the spring, and Professor La Loca Strauss will be teaching our Advanced Radio and Podcasting course. So we are very excited to welcome her for that. And for tonight, we are very excited in welcoming uh, Rachel La Loca and Latinos Out Loud. for coming out. Um, this is a real homecoming for me. As MJ mentioned, I have a lot of history here at Brooklyn College. Um, I was a student here. I graduated in 2000 in Schmurger Schmurg. Um, it's not important, y'all. It's not important. Age ain't nothing but a number. Okay, and uh, I also am part of the Alumni Association here at Brooklyn College. Um, I was invited to teach a multicultural marketing course way back when I was like a corporate executive and shit. Um, but that was in a past life. And then I, I, I was invited to deliver the keynote address at the commencement, which took place right here in this room. So it's all coming like full circle for me. Um, I guess I like to leave my mark in places. Um, and just being invited back here is so fulfilling because I'm very appreciative of the education that I got here at this amazing institution, a very well-rounded education. I'll be killing it in Jeopardy, you know what I'm saying? That's how I know it's well-rounded, because it do doesn't really matter the category, you know? Foods that start with the letter Q from White Man Can't Jump, I could do that whole thing too. What is a quiche? What is a quahog? You know, um, that's, <laughs> what's up, yo? Yo, we in the building right now. Brooklyn, where you at, Brooklyn? Brooklyn, 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 sincerity, Brooklyn, Brooklyn. All right, the outer boroughs, where you at, Manhattan? I, the Bronx, and that means the Bronx is here, right? If Manhattan's here, the Bronx is here. Um, yeah, Michelle O'Donnell spoke about Staten Island, right? Like, not even the outlets will get me there, you know what I'm saying? They're trying to build shit up. Come to Staten Island. No, thank you. Okay, what's up? Anybody from Staten Island here, though, before I keep dissing y'all? No? Okay. And Queens? 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 Okay. There you go. All right, now nah, I'm Brooklyn born and raised, born in Sheepshead Bay, Brooklyn, which is not too far away from here. Um, but being invited back here, it just it's like a homecoming for me, you know? My life is so much in the city now that even though it's a three hour train ride on the two and the five, um, that was a joke. How many of y'all took the two and the five here today, <laughs> right? I'm like, you could get pregnant, you could have, you know, gestate the baby and have the baby on the two and the five train. That's how long it takes to get from one point to the the other but I want to say thank you to everybody for coming out I know it's such a track and also thank you for the last-minute venue change and for finding us we have a hell of a show in store there's so much show here today um, but you know podcasting is such like an evolving space right now uh, how many of y'all listen to podcasts that's so great 
I mean, Latinos out loud, obvi, um, you know, but there's, it's an evolving space and it's really exciting to be a part of it and now to be able to teach it, which is my next invitation back to this campus, as MJ mentioned. Any of my future students in the audience, you're, you get an A, you get an A. You get an A plus for staying for both shows. Okay, no course material required. You don't even gotta read a syllabus, all right? We good, we are good. Thank you so much, students. And yes, you can call me Professor Loca. I am fine with that, actually. It has a nice ring to it, right? Um, so yeah, it's just really exciting to be a part of this space and to do live events. We outside again, which is nice. Remember when we couldn't? We had to like listen to podcasts. Now you can watch me. I'm here. Is this thing on? Yeah, it's here. It's so great. Um, so I would like to introduce my first guest or the first part of the show. I know you see a lot of chairs here. Uh, this is not an intervention for y'all, you know what I mean? <laughs> Nobody, <laughs> I don't know what your problems are. We could talk after the show if you want, but no, it's not set up for that. But there's a segment on the show called Frank Spiracy News. Yes, yes, which we haven't done in a while. So I would love to take this time to introduce our resident conspiracy theorist, Frank Nibs is in the building. What's up, Frank? Hello, Rachel. You're looking like a Dominican candy cane over there. <laughs> looking sweet. I think I want to put you in my coffee and stir. It's so nice. Yo, look at us. We're here at Brooklyn College. How wow. many times do I talk about Brooklyn College on oh the my, show? Oh, I can't believe it. A lot. A lot. I know. A lot, a lot. A lot, a lot. And it's also good to have you back. We haven't had a Frank Spiracy news segment in quite some time. Yes. So I know you must have like a smorgasbord of, of theories that you want to talk about. Mm -hmm. So what are we talking about today? Today we're going to talk about my boy, Santa. Oh, snap. He mushrooms. whipped out the mini Santa. Yep. That's my mom, Santa. It's 30 years old. You better bring that shit back in mint condition. Oh, no She needs doubt. to put it back in the china closet with the Jordan almonds from the Quinceañera from you 1993. Know. You already know. I don't know why Latina moms and grandmothers. I mean, y'all have that china closet, <laughs> right? Where the mother's like, no, no toque eso. You know, and it's like something from a Quinceañera from your cousin from like 25 years ago. <laughs> it's so crazy. Anyway, bring that shit back in mint condition, bro. I see Santa looking a little wrinkly. Make sure. Well, he's. This magic mushrooms. He's been on. I found out, Rachel, he was taking mushrooms. Santa? Yes. Takes Chris mushrooms. Kringle. Yes, this guy. Word. This guy. Happy yes. Monkey. You listening right now? <laughs> happy Monkey? Because Happy Monkey in the building right now. Wait, do tell. Tell more, please. All right, so let me tell you about this mushroom. This mushroom grows only in the North Pole and the coldest places in the world, okay? This mushroom is only to be consumed by shamans, all right? Or reindeers. Hence, what? The Rudolph, yes, you got it, Rachel. Mm. Rudolph is his head reindeer because he ate the mushrooms and it's... I thought you know, it was that white snow that, that made That too, I thought that's, what, that's, that's what I thought it was. I mean, the snow, what are you guys thinking? You know right, I mean. and the process <laughs> to consume these mushrooms is only by boiling the water or they would take the pee that the reindeers would pee on the snow, take the snow, boil it, and drink the pee snow water wait a minute the yellow snow that yes, they tell us in that's new york city see with the dogs. yep okay boil it and then drink it and drink it and they would have these Gross. really psych crazy psychedelic trips wow all right now there's an old nordic uh, legend that says santa was a shaman all right and he went from home to home during the winter solstice okay and he would go down everybody's chimney tree and put mushrooms on their 
trees or in their stockings over the fireplace so they can dry. Have you ever consumed mushrooms? They need to be dried, right? Yes. yes. Now, listen. In, a, in a Christmas stocking? That's a new method. I know, like, the sap I mean, to make the coffee, but I, I didn't hey. know like So Latino, right? Okay. How many of y'all still use the sock? Anybody <laughs> use the sock? Because the coffee does taste better in the sock, right? It is better. Yeah, yeah. It is. Now, Make listen, sure it's a clean sock, though. Rachel, know. the winter solstice was very important, okay? This was the only time of the year where the sun would go down December 21st and it would not reappear till December 25th. Mm. When the sun would reappear again, what do we celebrate after three days, right? We, we celebrate December 25th when Jesus is born. The birth of Christ. There you go. Yes. All right? Now, in this video we're going to see right now, I'm going to show video. you the, yes. I'm going to show you the progression of Santa and these mushrooms from the beginning to the present time right now and how it seeps into religion and it also seeps into popular culture. Shrooms? Shrooms. Wow. Believe it or not. All right? So without any further ado, um, let's go to the videotape, Brooklyn College. Let's go to the video. You look so cute, Clay. Thank you. You better himself, watch by the way. out. So he's very not, proud. You better not pout. I'm telling you why. Why? Great fonts so far. Coming to like town. the fonts. Here we go, Rachel. Uh oh, what's this about? Here we go. Santa's coming. He's in shaman gear with his reindeers. Ooh, mushrooms. They're consuming the shrooms. Yeah, here we go, Rachel. Uh -uh. No wonder Grandma almost got ran over by a reindeer. He's tripping on shrooms. <laughs> we come, Chris Kringle's coming. And Aurora Borealis, they definitely tripping. Because oh, that's doubt. only in like, what's the country? Um, Ireland, Iceland. There we go, and that was one of the first books that uh, started speaking about uh, the origins of Santa. Oh my God. Oh yeah, he's tripping right there. Is he's he at Woodstock? What is he doing? He's tripping. Exactly. There we go, the Brujo Santa. There we go. That beard is very Dominican Santa, I see you. It's the colorful Santa. What's he smoking on? There we go, Santa, you see the red and the red? Oh. And it grows under the trees. And we're gonna talk about why it grows on the trees and how it connects to the presents that are given to you as children. The wraps around the, of the gifts are usually red and white. They look like mushroom tops. There we go. And right here, we see the connection between the two. There's a very close connection. One what does that say exactly? Ectoconsmata? Yes, it's a, very, it's a scientific term where one of the other doesn't survive without the other, Rachel. They're intertwined. Okay, this is what amazing. If, what if I got a fake tree at home? Oh, we're going to have to talk there. Because yeah. I don't invest in real trees. Really? I mean, there we go. Real trees, you see, you you see know, the gifts? They're under the tree. They're red and white. That's the tradition. Okay? You see how the ornaments? They put the ornaments on the trees. There we go. Chris they look Kringle. like mushrooms a little bit. Oh, that's freaky. I'm it's not going to not see that. That scares you, Rachel? A little bit. Okay, great. Can't see it. There we go. And Rachel, right now we're going to go into the religion section. All right? No, first we're going to go into the chimney. He's going to go to the chimney first. We're going to go down the Which chimney. Which is creepy in and of itself. He had to come through the... Oh, he, he looked like he up to no good. And it's put over the fire. And there we go, Rachel. Oh, God. Oh, Benedict. He looks like the, the emperor from uh, from the empire. And there we go. You see why they put Jesus like this? Like the like the mushroom? Mary did mushrooms? Yes. That she's holding Jesus with reindeer um, antlers. 
Wow, that would explain a lot. Here we go, Pope John. And Rachel, you know so much about marketing. Here we go, the first marketing, this is the biggest marketing and promotion ever. There's shrooms in Coca-Cola? There's Coke, I heard. There's I don't Coke, know. there's heard. shrooms, and high fructose corn syrup. This Hello. is too much. Rachel, ho, ho, ho. Hello. Hey, listen, Alice in Wonderland also, she's sitting on a mushroom. She's sitting on a mushroom. That Which, is, it was the Mad sure. Hatter. I don't know if you remember, the Mad Hatter gave us some mushrooms. Don't give to the kids, man. Come on, don't give us shrooms. And it's into Mario Brothers also. Yes, Rachel. So it's not just a power-up? Like, that's actually the mushroom that Mario's tripping on? There you go. Right now, you're going to see what he trips the hell out after this one. I, I, I shouldn't have put it out. It's really freaky. There you go. Oh, my God. He Look does have shroom eyes. Now that I think out, about it, they're yes. droopy. Yes. Him now and we, Luigi. Now we got Comic-Con. SantaCon. SantaCon. Comic-Con. Same thing. I, I, yeah, I see this all the time yeah, on the yeah. east side where I live. This is Up on the, the east Santa side, I see it all the time. Yep. The Santa fights. There you go. Which Rachel. are quite entertaining. That was amazing. Thank you. Thank Dang. you so much. Yes, Rachel. I'm so confused about Christmas now. Really? Yeah. I mean, first of all, I'd like some shrooms under my tree. I'm going to put that <laughs> on my wish list. I didn't know that I could. Santa, I've been nice and a little naughty, but, you know, mm -hmm. put some shrooms in my uh, stocking. Rachel, they have medicinal purposes. They're really good. Now, we, you know, we know about the trees, and now we know what's going on with these mushrooms. These mushrooms may not be as bad as people thought they were. Do you trip on shrooms, Frank? I tripped the last time uh, about 10, 15 years ago, and I haven't done it since. It was a very, it was a very eye-opening uh, experience. I would recommend it for everyone at least once in their lifetime. Ooh, what did you see? Did you see Santa I saw. I, I, I tripped out in Bear Mountain with a friend, and we walked, and I was talking to the trees and the, the ground and the dirt, and I, I became one with nature, and I, that's when I knew how this experience with shrooms was, you know, to human beings and how it helps people. Wow, and then all of a sudden you knew all the words to good old jolly St. Nick and the 12 days of Christmas <laughs> on that same trip. It's amazing. I didn't realize it was the Yuletide drug, you know, but mm -hmm. hey, Merry Christmas, everybody. I know when I'm getting everybody on my list this year, <laughs> and I'm a holler at Happy Monkey, all right? <laughs> wow, Frank, that was great. Thank you so much. Thank Take care you. of that Santa, please. Yes. Bring it back to mommy. I will. And guys, listen, Merry Christmas to everyone. And this year, out of all years, this has never happened. The year ends in 12, 31, 23, which adds up to 1, 2, 3, 1, 2, 3. Wow. Boom. You could That's play the lotto, lo numerito, you know. I can jugar lo numero, hello. You know? And also sing that Sia song. One, two, three, one, two, three, coquito. One, two, three, one, two, three, coquito. Yeah. Instead of drink, you know. Yep. Um, this was really great. Thank you so much. Thank Don't you, Rachel. Don't take off that jacket. Wear it for the rest of the Christmas season. You it got it. Thank you so, so much, everyone. On one time for Frank Nibs. Yes. And the Frank Spiracy News. You can leave Santa. Can you leave him for a little while? He looks so cute. Yeah, and he All even right. has his hand up to his face like he's about to inhale and ingest some shrooms. It's so great with your shiny shroom shoes. Oh, uh, yeah, guys. I mean, Frank's segments give me a whole new, like, perspective of life. I don't know if they do that to you. They either, like, warp my brain or make me smarter. I'm not sure yet. Um, but they definitely give me nightmares, especially that Mario is going to freak me out and that little troll guy with the shroom hat, the entree. Pero that was great. Okay, there is more 
more show. Um, I am so excited for who is going to fill these seats. And before I introduce them, I just want to show you a video because they are killing it out there. Actually, let's watch two videos back to back to tease who our guests are a little something. Can I say something that I've always wanted to say on set of my own show? Cue the video. <laughs> Tres sodas, cuatro papitas, dos pollalornos, dos cajas de cerveza, dos hielos. ¿Qué es eso, dos hielos? Dos bolsas de hielo. Servilleta, vaso y plato. Todo eso. ¿Y quién tú crees que yo soy, mami? Ustedes son los pilgrims para Thanksgiving. Y la familia van allá sin nada, con bajo a boca. Yo tengo que traer todo eso. Eso es lo mínimo que tú puedes hacer para mí por todo lo que yo he hecho. ¿Y qué tú has hecho? Mama más famosa. Okay, it gives me great pride for the first time all together on one stage. Let's please bring out Radel Ortiz and his family, Irisibel, Iris, Lisbel, Isabel, and Celibel Lopez. Brooklyn, yeah. so yeah, yeah. okay. Wait, what part? East New York. East New York. Yes. Wow, shout out the streets real quick. Cause Atkins. Shepherd, C train. Uh, it was Atkins, Atkins first. Yeah, we ain't know about the C train in here. The C train don't come over here? Nah. Not over here. This is the 25Q, right? I don't know what else. Nah, we never came on this side ever. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's kind of a mission, but thank you so much. This is not your first time on Latinos Out Loud. Nope. Yeah. I think one of my first podcasts ever was Latinos Out Loud. Really? Buenatura Empanada, the patalito. Oh, my God. That was they gave me a patalito a raisin. I threw it at Juan. You know, I have a good attendance record here. We are 375 episodes in, and I've only missed maybe three or four. Wow. Thank you for that unprompted applause. I was not trying to get a compliment out of it, but yeah. Wait, that's the one that, you missed. I missed that day because I had the flu, and I was wow. so sad. I tried everything. I really did. Theraflu, uh, you know, just the concoctions, the, like, lemon and the honey, and, and I was mm -hmm. like, nah, I can't do it. <laughs> but I happened to miss a really amazing video that came out of it because you were pissed because the pastelito had raisins in it, right. and he threw it at my co-host. I mean, clap if you like raisins in your pastelitos. I love raisins in my... There's like two of us. What the three? What, what's going on? That's nasty. <laughs> That's evil devil work right there. Que, que. Yeah. If you eat raisins in your patelitos, you're doing the devil's work? Yeah, wow. you're a satanic. Oh my God, you guys. 
So that was one of your first, and since then you've been a, you've done a ton. Yeah. yeah, a bunch of podcasts, a bunch of interviews, a bunch of all kinds of fun stuff. Ravel, I want to just ask you off the bat. So we're making history right now. This is history. Your entire family on one podcast, yeah, one stage, the squad, one borough. We all here right now. How does this feel? This feels really good. Over, starting from starting from this way, we got Mom no. Dukes over yeah, here. Yeah, la reina de Radel. Mom. La reina de Radel. La reina de we las mamás. Yeah, she, she's, a, she's a superstar. Like, she, they love her more than me, everywhere I go. This is Iris Bell. This is my older sister. She's not really, you know, she's thank behind you, the scenes. This is our OG, like this is our security guard, like she makes sure everything runs smooth. And without her, there is none, there is nothing, like she's the one, she's the OG. Lizbel, La Matatana. La Matatana. Can you curse, can you curse here yes, today? Yes. Oh, well, she's uh, self-proclaimed that she calls herself the super bitch of New York. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I've never, bro, to this day, like, I applaud her. The super bitch of that's New York. That's the title right that's there. That's fire. Yeah, yo, that's a personalized license plate if I've ever heard yeah. of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then my girlfriend, Shelly Bell. Yay! We got eight years together. Hi. Yeah. Eight that's years. That's my boo. She take care of me. I'm, I'm, I'm her child. And no. <laughs> oh, hell no. So, all, all their names end in Bell, which is interesting. Yes, yeah. it is. Isabel, Iris Bell, Liz Bell, Sally Bell. Wow. Yeah. And then that, when I have a daughter, I'm going to name her Indu Belkis. Indu, Indu Belkis. Y like, ese nombre. Ya no salami, ya no Indu Belkis. Uh, yeah, that's my, salami, yeah. Salami. Indu Belkis. Aha, Indu Belkis. Indueca, Salami Indueca, I can't deal with you. What is the significance of all the bells? I mean, first of all, well, bell, you know, in, in French, I guess, is like the beauty, right? So you're surrounded mommy? by a bunch of beauty. Yeah, sure. Which is lovely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> say, yeah, sure. And so, okay, this family, you know, I, they are a showbiz family, right? Like, we could talk about what everybody does here. You guys know Liz Bell has a new podcast with the kid Mero, Victory Light. Okay. La Matatana, she also wrote a book, y'all. She's a published author. Selly's over there doing her acting thing, looking pretty for the camera. You know what I'm saying? And Iris, I hear you on the interviews. I hear you in the background. He explained you perfectly. You may not be in front of the camera, but it sounds like you're very crucial to this family mix right yes, here. Yes, she is, 100%. I just, I just feel like there has to be uh, somebody in the background to protect of uh, my siblings from other people and comments and... Because if they're always in the spotlight, you always have to make sure you're up to par and you can't react a certain way, but I can, so. She got a knife. That. She got the blade in her mouth ready, just it's, in case something goes it's, down. It's just, yeah, it's, aside from, you know, trying to be the one to protect them, obviously I can't do it all, but it's just seeing my siblings in the showbiz and how we grew up and they've always been doing this since we were young. It's like, I'm not surprised to be honest. I'm just more surprised that I feel like things are starting to pick up and now they're being seen in the spotlight more. So now it's like, now my guard is up because you can't come to my mother in the middle of the street and be like, oh my God, I want to take a picture with you. (laughs) If I'm with her, I'm going to be like, 
right, hold on. She's going to take a picture, <laughs> but just for that. I just feel like everybody needs somebody like that in a circle who really does not play. Yeah, yeah you're right. That's good advice, too, you know, because how often do we, like, oh, birds of a feather, but maybe you need the straight man, as absolutely. we call it in comedy. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I feel somebody like to keep it grounded. That. Friends, mm -hmm. family, somebody in your circle needs to be she that one person, yeah. Yeah. And then I deal with patients. I work for an orthopedic office. So I deal with patients and I deal with humans all the time. So, it's so of not course like you I keep them grounded. You work with feet all day. No, right? orthopedic. Orthopedic, isn't that feet? Joints. Joints. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know my, my doctors, I guess. I've never been to one. Is for feet. That's it. <laughs> oh, so the joints, even better. So, okay, go so ahead. So I, I know how to talk to people still, you know, and I know how to communicate, and I'm yeah. still with patient care and customer service. But it's just when you see and you know your siblings and you know how they are versus now... Okay, somebody just said something to my sister, but I know who my sister is. Yeah. Say less. That's just how, that's just how I feel like I am. I have a question for La Mama, La Reina de Ravel. I mean, did you she know? Shy. Yeah, right? <laughs> Ma, are you shy? I'm shy. I know! <laughs> bueno, I guess I want to know if you saw this coming. Is this something that you saw cuando eran niño, chiquito? Like, ¿qué fue? Like, la, the atmosphere, la casa. Like, was it always jokes in la casa de este chiquito? Sí, yo creo que sí, que yo me lo imaginaba, porque cuando yo era pequeño, siempre la iglesia lo ponía eh, como de Santa Claus, de Bonito <laughs> y, de, y de los cuentos, de todas las cosas ahí. Déjame en Bonito Sabanero. Siempre. Oh, yeah. man. <laughs> That's siempre, great. siempre decía, no, ven, que tú eres eh, eh, que lo va a hacer ahí a ellos. Y siempre pasaba eso. Entonces yo pensaba como que un día como que yo lo voy a ver así arriba ya, como cantando. Y yo decía, pero ¿cómo? Pues si no canta. <laughs> I got bars though. No yeah. Y yo decía, pero él no canta, él no tiene nada como de, de, de qué sé yo, así. Que lo, Como hay gente que tiene, tú sabes, talento. Yo sabía que tenía, como que iba a salir con un talento. Sí. Pero yo decía, pero ¿a dónde está? Que yo no la veo. <laughs> y como, like, how did you support that, you know, like, throughout the years? Because, like, Dominican parents are, like, be a doctor, you know, be a chemist, go save the world, you know, busca una cura para el cáncer, or whatever it is. Eso que hiciera uno. Right? <laughs> I mean, I. Adiós. Este, Puestazo limpio. Especialmente uno tiene que pensar en. No que se. Por lo menos tienen que graduarse. Eso es lo que todos los padres queremos, ¿verdad que sí? Pero sí. No, no, he didn't graduate, no se graduó. No, no se, nunca se graduó. Pero de todos modos, eh, lo más importante es tu educarlo y enseñarle lo que es el amor de la familia. Es lo primordial. Amen. Y después que ellos crezcan, entonces ya ellos van a saber qué van a hacer. Pero ya tienen esa pinita dentro. Que tú le enseñaste el amor de la familia, el amor a Dios, el respeto yeah. a cada uno, con hermanos, con quien sea, pero que siempre haga respeto. Amén. Amén. Gracias. Amén. Gloria a Dios. Yeah, well, <laughs> it talks about the roots, the foundation. Yeah. Don't put it in English, because...
Yeah. We was raised we was raised like that, just with like love and respect. Exactly what well, mom was saying, guys, if y'all don't know the sap button. The <laughs> say we was raised with just love and respect and we was in church what twice, sometimes three times a week. Because yeah. we used to go to the... You've taken down a few days. <laughs> wow, I see. It was a church for Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. Wow. We had the youth groups. Yeah. Wow. We had a youth group, and we used to pull up to other people's church, like, yo, we about to show y'all what God really about. <laughs> Pussy, we about to show y'all for real how God like in our side. And we used to... Yo, yo, you remember we used to... Bro, it was like, you got served, like... Like, we used to go and, like, compete with other, like, teenagers, bro, and see who know the word of God better. Yeah, that's funny. So we was raised super-duper church, but we was, um, we was, um, we was broke, right? Yeah. I lived a long life. We was broke as fuck. Yeah, we was broke, but we didn't have no money, but we had, we had each other. We had love. Like, my, my uncles, they lived with us, too. Like, we all, like... How many of us? It was like 12 of us, right? Aside from our, friend, <laughs> aside from our friends, too, that we were raised with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same, everybody, we grew up in a building in Atkins. Yeah. And in that building, it was like... Our cousins, second floor, third floor. Yeah, like six, six, seven, eight families living. And we all grew up together in that same building from when we was young kids to like teenagers. Y la puerta siempre abierta. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like Encanto. Ya me Encanto? Yeah. <laughs> Bro, picture the Encanto Magic House, bro, but just crackheads in the front, like. Oh my God! Literally, we had the magical house. It was full of love and music and everything, but just broke as fuck. <laughs> and Bruno was my uncle. For sure. We don't talk about Bruno. Nah, they talked about him a lot on the block. <laughs> That's so great. And Lizbel, I'm just going to shift to you real quick. You are a published author. I always get so amazed when I'm in the presence of a published author because I know a lot of work goes into that, you know. Tell us a little bit about the inspiration behind the book. Tell us about the book. Okay, so that actually leads perfectly because the inspiration behind my book was the community that I was raised in. It was being a part of, like, so many different West Indian immigrant families, Jamaicans, Trinidadians, Puerto Ricans, Dominicans. We were, it was like a big pot of just people who had just gotten to the States. And I saw a lot of first-time struggles. So that is what actually made me want to write the book. I'm like, we have so many things in common. We, have, we speak Spanish. Other people speak different languages. But we have a lot in common. And in common are those things that we like kind of discuss in private with our family. But once we leave those houses, we never talk about it. So I kind of just wanted to do something where people could feel at home. People could be like, wow, I'm not going through this by myself. Mm. It's something that, you know, we're all going through. And so what was your process? How did you start to write a book? Did you have, like, a chisel? Did you write in blood? (laughs) Did you type in Microsoft (laughs) Word? Did Um, you just, like, what was your process? I'm an old school kind of person. I like pen to paper. Ooh. Yeah, pen to paper, because most of my work is very emotional and intentional. So I can't, like, my mom has caught me. I'll be on the computer just bawling, tears, writing about something, you know, just, just writing about a bunch of stuff. So for me, it's more intimate when I'm on paper and I'll scribble. I don't care. I, I'm a messy writer. I'm a messy writer, but I get it out. But, yeah. 
That's, That's interesting. I haven't heard people, like, I don't know, like, do kids use pens anymore? I feel like no. my kids are in school using tablets all day. I yeah. don't think they even know how to hold a pencil. Mm -hmm. I don't know what's going on here with these kids. College, Brooklyn College, y'all using pens and paper? Yeah, paper and pen? Okay, okay. I picked up a pen the other day. I was like, what the hell? How you do this? Where am I? Now, Lisbon, her room, oh, you will see papers, like if she's like the like prison break uh, the, uh, blueprints, like for real, like she's planning a, a heist or something, and it's yeah, just... like that? Uh-huh. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, I went to D.C. recently because I'm part of this organization that's working with the White House to elevate items of importance in our community, and I was sightseeing for a day, and I bought one of those quills with the, like, you know, oh, ink yeah. and the parchment paper mm -hmm. to play with my kids. First of all, it made a whole hell of a mess, okay? Mm -hmm. But I'm like, how did they write the Constitution with this thing? I can barely <laughs> write three letters. I don't know how they wrote books back then yeah. with those quills and stuff. Me one of those and I still I haven't opened it. I haven't figured it out yet. That's yeah. crazy. You say you was going to use it. Like. I tried. Oh, snap. I tried. Oh, wow. it's not working. <laughs> Damn, yo. And Selly, I mean, I have questions for you, girl, but my biggest question is, how do you do this? How do you how do you how do you live among so much comedy? Until it's not. Until you're screaming at me. <laughs> Until I play too much. Is there, is there a threshold? Is there a threshold of comedy for you? Um, I don't know. I, I feel like I've said this before. I feel like sometimes he's funnier like in with us. And obviously everything can't be recorded. Um, and you're not going to be like this all the time, you know. Right. So it is a lot of fun. Especially things that are between us and not like other people. Right, like the intimate jokes. Right. No, no, or just even like within the family, you know, mm -hmm. like when we're all hanging out together and stuff, like it's always laughs. I mean, you you don't even know. Iris has the best laugh yeah, <laughs> ever. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's just always fun. Crazy, but fun. And you, Deary, just mm -hmm. did something amazing with House of Curls with yes. Shirley Taveras. Shout out, Shirley. Yeah, tell us about your curl world. She's amazing. Um, she reached out to me through social media. Um, she's a curly hair influencer and fashion also. Um, she has her own brand called House of Curls, and she reached out to me um, to send me some stuff. And I was like, oh, my God, sure, like, of course. Um, and then after that, she asked me to work with her um, to do some photos and stuff for her merch, which was really dope. Um, she also invited me for the Dominican Day Parade. Aye, on the float. Um, with Cantu, which was awesome. Aye. Um, and just getting to be a part of the curly hair world more um, has been great. I love that. It's an expression, yeah. and it's also pride. Yeah. You know, I'm going to tell you all something here. Um, growing up in a mostly white neighborhood in Sheepshead Bay, Brooklyn, mm -hmm. my mother would blow out my hair every morning. I had bangs like a sheepdog. Like, I had to go like that to see the chalkboard. You don't want to see my baby pictures. Yo, because <laughs> nobody I, ever brushed my hair. Well, ever. she, every day, my... <laughs> nobody. No, my Dominican mother crazy. would straighten it, and she... I didn't know my hair was curly until I was able to wash it myself. Yeah. I'm in the shower like, what the fuck is my hair doing? Why the fuck is it doing this S thing? What is it? You know what I'm saying? Because as a little girl, la plancha, mm. con el blow, el conto. But she was protecting me because no yeah. other girl in my school had hair like me. Yeah. You know, all the white girls, the chinas, they all had the straight, the least. And I never wore my hair curly. Until Honestly, I feel like I have 
a story that nobody ever says. Like, usually it's like, oh, I had curly hair and I wasn't represented. I feel like that's not my story at all. I always had curly hair. Um, my mom and my sister, they would always straighten it. So till this day, they have straight hair. I was just the only one that was like, that takes too long. I, I'm Floridian, so too much humidity. Like, I would go outside and my hair looked like this. So I spent so much time, like, straightening it for what? So I guess it was more, like, lazy. Yeah. And I feel like that's why I embraced my curls, because I was too lazy to straighten it. I, I really embraced my curls like in high school. And by the way, shout out to Midwood High School across the street from Brooklyn College. Okay, I went to Midwood. That's right. Go Hornets. And um, <laughs> no, seriously, I was a cheerleader in case you couldn't guess. Like I was really, I right? I was mm -hmm. really into school spirit and pride. Like good old Brooklyn College. Go Bulldogs. And um, right, Brooklyn Bulldogs. All the plugs. Yeah. And it wasn't until I started going to school around here, around all these West Indian, Dominican, mm. Caribbean people, and I was like, I'm gonna wear my hair curly for the first time in my life. I don't care what it yeah. looks like. That's what I mean. It's like more of an embracing of the culture mm -hmm. than it is a hairstyle. Mm -hmm. I don't know if y'all can understand that. Absolutely. Yeah. But, well, for me, I didn't. My entire life, I would always have flat irons, perms. Perms. The, per the perms. relaxers. Uh, the relaxers. Oh my gosh. I still, when Could I say the grow word, out? when I say the word, I still feel it burning my scalp. And I feel it now it. too. I could just, I just it. felt yeah, it. Ouch. I hated it. I felt it. But I didn't know anything else. I, all I knew was straight hair growing up. It wasn't until I was 20, 21 that I was like, why, why can't I, why, what am I doing? Yeah. This takes too much time. I'm over here. Half of my hair is short because I'm frying it off with a flat iron. Literally. <laughs> And finally, I started taking care of my hair. And the more I took care of it, the prettier it got, the more curly it got. Mm -hmm. And yeah, if when, when it comes to like self-hate and you're hating yourself because your hair is a different texture than everybody else, fuck that. Yeah. Fuck <laughs> it. I'm telling you. Yeah. Embrace it. Embrace yeah. it. Embrace it. It feels good to, and also to have the versatility, right? To be able to throw it back into something and slick it back and whatnot. All right. This has become quite the hair-raising conversation. Um, <laughs> you know, I can't turn it off. Um, but we have another video that I would love to show. Do we have that video ready? Wait, bro. Yeah. Are you crazy? Yeah. Bro, no way, bro. <laughs> Yo. Yeah, this is one of the best gifts I've gotten in my life. Breathing, bro. In my and look what I wore today, bro. Oh my god. Look what I wore today, bro. Look what I wore. It says that for mommy. It says that's the album. That's crazy. Hey bro, are you fucking happy for me, bro? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. That's, that was, that's a beautiful gift that Elizabeth got me. Tell us about the plaque. Tell us about that. So, hold on, this work, yo. Oh yeah. So um, I, I made a video in twenty what twenty eighteen. I said, hey, yo, what the fuck? And that was like the biggest video like ever, like to this day, like it's like a meme, like everywhere. And then Kendrick Lamar took that snippet and put it in his song. He sampled your voice. Yeah, he sampled on it. On his song. Yeah, I was sleeping. I remember it was like four in the morning and they was having a listening party, my friends, and I was just sleeping and my phone started blowing up. I'm talking about, it's not just one person. It was like six people called me. I'm like, <laughs> all right, who died? You know? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get up, yo, 
Yo, I'm telling you, bro, they, Kendrick Lamar put you on his song. I'm a big Kendrick. Anybody here a Kendrick Lamar fan? Yes. So, bro, yes. I was like, hold on. Am I in a twisted dream right now? Like, Twilight Zone? But I went and I listened to it, and I'm like, whoa, that's really my voice. And then, you know, because they ain't hit me up. I was like, yo, we're going to use your voice, bro. So <laughs> I couldn't post it right away. We had to go through the, the legal route. The channels. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But they was they was cool with it. They credited me for it. They sent me some money too. You yes, heard? Money. Yeah. Money. Yeah. Dinero. I spent Mula. I spent all of it. Oh snap. It's like it didn't happen, bro. Yeah. Damn. You still got the plaque though. You ain't still yeah, right? <laughs> so Lisbeth was just so kind to like create like something like visible for me to like see that that happened. And she put that plaque together because I think the what is the Spotify or something that reached More like more than a hundred million, uh, one a billion, a billion streams, some crazy stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, so I was just like, I couldn't believe that gift for real. Like, I was just like, what the hell is going on? Is this a beautiful moment? Your whole career is filled with these beautiful moments. Oh, yeah. I know I speak for everybody here. We love watching. Because we had Gina Brion here before. She's a stand-up comedian. Yeah. And she's doing her thing. But your comedy is, is different. I'm not saying you're a stand-up, but it's like a, a, a smorgasbord. It's so many different things that you get to pick at. Mm -hmm. Music videos, introducing Bad Bunny, working with your family. Yeah. So tell me about your your mental. Like, where, where are you, like, mentally? Like, how do you keep everything so organized? Oh, it's not. It's not organized at all. It's a disaster. It's not. Oh, my God. Well, what are you that. talking about? It looks so organized uh -uh. from the outside in. It's a disaster. And I, I wish I was more organized, especially, like, there's, like, content creators who are like, okay, uh, get ready with me, you know? <laughs> at 2 p.m., I have a, a conference here, and at 3 p.m., I'm going to spend 30 minutes uh, doing creative brainstorming. And then we're going to, you know, like, no, nothing. Like, for me, and it's always been like that from the beginning. It's like, just improvise. All of our skits improvised. Mm. The idea is if I come up with an idea and I'm super excited about it, I have to make it, like, right away, yeah, you know? Now he'll probably get an idea and be like, can you stop this really quickly? Like, let's make this I would actually, I just thought of one, actually. Yeah, you see. <laughs> of, of me, I'm doing, um, you know, like stand-up, how they're doing a lot of, like, crowd work now? Yeah. Yeah, I just thought of something just now. Okay. That's yeah, so probably after, afterwards we'll do it. I love it. I can't wait to see. We'll repost it. We'll like it. We share it. Um, and so what do you think the next 10 years hold for the Ortiz family? Um, we're trying to all get super, like, crazy rich and yes. shredded. Yeah, we want to get money. What else? Get money. Uh, fuck bitch. What is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Who knows? Uh, it's, for, for me, like, I always just, I'm super patient. And that's a good thing and a bad thing. Because I'm super patient with whatever happens, but then sometimes nothing be happening, you know? And then maybe because I'm too patient, maybe you gotta, there's got to be a, a fine line, you know, between being patient but the work ethic, you know? Yeah. So in that of me always wanting to just create whenever I feel like it's right for me, that's great because the stuff comes out organic and nice. But guess what? Sometimes it's not great because I'll go a week without doing anything, you know? Yeah. So it's like finding that balance between 
you know, finding inspiration and, and doing stuff that you actually want to do, but then also being able to take a break every now and then to, Reset. but not take, exactly, but not take so long, you know? Yeah. Does the whole family work on the merch? Or is this just a, a Ravel thing? They work on it because they'd be like, don't drop that shit. That shit is whack. Ah! <laughs> Tell us about Lambon University and, and all the merch and everything. Lambon this, Lambon that. Lambon University. I started, well, I have a super viral video of me being a Lambon at a barbecue. <laughs> that was like one of the biggest like ones that put me into the Dominican community because they thought it was a real video. Where, yeah, where I got kicked out. Lambong, Everybody know what a lambon is? All right, we Lambong have to have Ravel define I got it. you. Lambong has two different meanings. The way I use it is as a freeloader. That's what a lambong is, right? Some people call lambong like you an ass kisser, you know? Like, there's people at your job, you know, they kiss the boss ass all the time, whatever. You look great, boss. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, That's a lambong, lambonazo. Yeah. yeah. So, I got Dunkin' Donuts for everybody today. They're in the coffee room. <laughs> exactly. That guy. I've worked with them before. Mm -hmm. But then there's my version of Lambon. You're just a freeloader, bro. You pull up to the party. You don't bring nothing but the vibes. You feel me? <laughs> like, yo, bring a bottle. Nah, bro. I'm coming through with jokes. <laughs> yo, bum ass. You know, that, that person, bro. The person who come out, go out to eat with y'all and, like, you know, he don't order nothing. You just get a water with lemons and sugar, make a little lemonade, like right. a free one. But he's the one that's like, you gonna eat that? Uh-huh. <laughs> you gonna finish that? Let me get it. Yeah, so that's Lambong. So I made a video like that, and that shit just went super viral, and then I've just been the Lambong ever since, but I don't really feel like I'm, I don't really feel like I'm actually a real Lambong. Nah, I don't bother. But I am, but I'm a, that's what a Lambong professional is, bro. Oh, it's, it's a, a sneaky one, you feel me? Of Lambongness. So you don't pull up to the party empty-handed, guess what you do? You bring some fucking napkins, bro. <laughs> Something cheap but useful, you know what I mean? That's yeah, nice. that napkin, it'll grant you like a play or two, maybe a beer. Yeah, that's nice. That's Lambon like University right there. <laughs> feel me? School of uh, hard knocks. You should teach a class. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Ma Lambon master class? I mean, that's pretty interesting yeah. right there. But you know what's crazy? There'd be times where he'd be like, yo, y'all got ketchup or y'all got paper towels or y'all got this and it's like oh now we don't somebody mm -hmm. go grab it so it was like the little things where people not even thinking about i think that's what he go for like yeah. what they not thinking about pull up with the cheap it. stuff yeah. that's a fact he is the king of bringing cheese he'll bring a pack of cheese to every cookout that's a, that's we what the the, the ayo what the fuck video was about that right i said there's no cheese <laughs> Cause it was a, it was like back to back. I kept going to barbecues and it was everything but cheese. <laughs> so you eating some old 1930s hamburgers, like very very ghetto. So I was like, bro, bring the cheese, bro. So I bring cheese. If you invite me to your crib, I'll pull up with like a like a pack, 12 pack of toilet paper. Aye. Yeah, just different shit. And like good cheese? Are we talking like Velveeta? It gotta be like Boar's Head, Daddy. Come the on now. Head. Oh, the sliced stuff. Yeah, oh, come on good. now. That's not very Lambon of you. Lambon is like Cracker Barrel, like the cheddar barrel. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or the, the slices that come in the... The craft Singles. I take anything. Craft Singles, that's what I mean. Yeah. I take whatever. <laughs> the dry-ass hamburgers is just... But we... Yeah. 
Those well, are those days are over with. I also wanted to take advantage of this opportunity to really talk to your mom too, because you know we see the comedy of your mom, but can we get to learn a little more about mama? Pull out y, the Bible. Let's go. Su, su crianza, donde, um, and my Spanish is mad ugly, uh, mad bad. So. So we're perfect for each other. This is going to go great. Um, you know, uh, uh, oh gosh, if my father was here, my retired Spanish teacher father, who's Jewish, by the way, he'd be like, Rachel, you're putting me to shame, Rachel. <laughs> All right. Um, so, ¿dónde naciste? En la República Dominicana. Nací en campo de allá de, de Santo Domingo. De la capital. No, de, de campo. Del de campo. campo. So, ¿qué campo? ¿Qué campo? De Bonao. Bonao. Okay. Yay, yay. Y que... Hay gente de Bonao. Aquí está Bonao. Bonao está aquí. Ay, de oh, hicieron su familia? Like, you know, carreras de su familia, su papá, su mamá. ¿Y con quién vivió usted? ¿Qué hicieron ellos? Milk and cows, bro. Yeah, in a farm. Yeah, Una finca. Campo, like. Cuéntanos. Lo que ellos hacían era ordeñar vacas, yeah. coger como mucho café en la loma y bajarlo y venderlo y ahí comprar los zapatitos de Navidad para uno. Wow. So she was milking cows and they used to uh, take coffee. Like coffee beans, coffee right? Coffee beans and then sell the coffee beans to then get shoes. Grandpa, grandma would get bottom shoes. So they won't have to walk a mile and barefoot because we hear that story all the time. I mean, anda por una milla sin sin zapatos. Sin zapatos. Barefoot. They get used to come with her. Cuando yo estaba en la escuela, que era pequeña, tenía que caminar como siete kilómetros. Siete kilómetros como como cuántas millas es? How many kilometers versus seven kilometers is how many miles? Fourteen miles. Hey, look at you, Brooklyn College. Okay, we in an educational institution. We got a debate here. We got a debate here. What you say? Lo que pasa es que ellos no saben lo trabajo que uno pasaba antes. Yeah. My, you is not walking 14 miles to the school. No, pero tú sabes el campo. Tú has ido y el campo era la escuela que daba más allá. She had to cross the river. Y cuando llovía, yo me acuerdo, yo tenía unos zapatos que le llamaban hot poppy. Host puppies. Que me lo mandó mi hermana de aquí, ¿verdad? Entonces, cuando llovía, ay, señores, uno pasa trabajo en la vida. ¿Qué hacía yo? Lo ponía en una funda y me iba descalza. She got new shoes. When she got new shoes, she ain't wait up. She put them in the bag and still woke up. En una bolsa lo ponía para que no se me dañara. Wow. Just to keep them in good condition. No, eso no me gusta decirlo. Porque ahora ustedes lo tienen, mira, tenis caro y bueno. I risk it translate for everybody. Y a veces hay niños que no valoran eso. No lo valoran, no lo valoran. Hay que enseñarle a ellos a valorarlo. She said raise them kids right. That's what she said. Basically. Um, she basically saying how uh, her struggle with her shoes, we take advantage because now we got good shoes and... Y se aparece una comida china y hay cuatro, cada uno una ala. No, no. She said, "Y aquí Chinese food and it's four wings and it's four y'all. Y'all better split them wings." But that's how she really raised us. We were raised like if if they bought us 
let's say dad used to come with super sized fries, a 20 Ooh. piece, and like a large Fanta, right? <laughs> he still go crazy for them fries. <laughs> <laughs> we would really split, you know, everybody individually. And if there was one more nugget, they would eat it so we won't have to fight over, you know, food or... We fought say, once. Hold on. We did. Uh-oh. With the nugget. Yeah, I, I ran up a the stairs. Fight? This yeah. is good. I ran up the stairs with a big Santa bag of McDonald's, bro. <laughs> you, do you remember the big joints? So yeah. I run upstairs. I'm hype. I'm starving. Eyes go, oh, let me see. We saw wrestling, bro. Oh, I'm like, no, God. like, watch out because I used to sneak mad fries up the stairs. We lived on the second floor, so before we got up there, I used to sneak a bunch of fries. So she knew that, and then we was fighting, and I don't know what happened, but the nuggets was in the sky. Like, oh, my everything God. flew up into the sky, the french fries, the nuggets. And then you got so mad that she, I think you left. I, I did. Ate it. I ate it all off did. the floor. Yo, three-second rule, kissing what? up God. No, I just set it up. I was like, oh. oh no, the floor became your plate. Gross. I said, yeah, you're lost, bro. Que hartura, madias, I know it, bro. Fries were extra salty that day. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A little crispy, too. A little hairy as well. <laughs> Um, una pregunta más que quiero saber de su comedia que si su familia aceptaron su comedia porque debe I don't know it seems like you had to have grown up um, como no una payasa pero like also with those spirits in the household ¿verdad? ¿y qué hubo, hicieron sus padres? hubo muchos problemas con eso oh sí me, yo me imagino porque la familia mía viene como de una creencia como que Tú tienes que seguir así como, como uno tiene que ser. No, tú te tienes que casar por la iglesia porque si no, no hay boda, no hay nada. Entonces ellos nos criaron, tú sabes, de esa manera. Pues cuando sucedió lo de los videos, a veces venían palabras, tú sabes, como media descompuesta. Wow. ¿Y qué pasaba? Vino el chisme a la familia. El chisme. Vino el chisme de la iglesia. Yeah. Vino el chisme de llamar a mis padres y decirle, tú tienes que parar la boca de Isabel. Mm -hmm. Tú tienes que callar a esa mujer. Wow. Tú tienes que, que decirle al hijo tuyo que él, ella le está dando a él. <risa> <risa> y entonces mi mamá, como una señora ya mayor, tú sabes, de yeah. creencia ya antigua, ya tiene 87 años. Y ella me decía, ven acá. Y yo decía, pero ¿qué pasó ahora? Y ella me dijo, es verdad lo que están diciendo por ahí. Dice, que tú le estás dando a Andy. <risa> Con un pavo. Tú le estás dando a Andy. Eso no se hace. Después yeah. todo el mundo va a ver que tú eres una loca vieja. Y yo le decía, yo le decía, mamá, eso es pura comedia. Eso no es nada. Pero cuando vino de la iglesia... Ahí fue lo grande. Uh -huh. Porque entonces ahí fue que es la, ¿cómo se dice? La, tu, la puerca aterrizó. ¿Qué? La puerca. Ahí fue que la cosa se puso más en seria. ¿Por qué? Porque el sacerdote era así conmigo en la iglesia. Yo servía en la iglesia, ¿verdad que sí? Digo servía, pero poquito estoy haciendo ahora. Entonces, cuando pasó eso, estamos en una reunión ahí de la iglesia 
Y viene una de las chismosas oh, oh. y le dice al sacerdote, estamos así comiendo, y le dice, esa que usted ve ahí, usted tiene que llamarle a la atención y, y sacarla y hablarle duro. Y yo me quedé así. Y yo dije, pero ¿y por qué tú tienes que estar con ese chisme ahora? <risa> Entonces, sacerdote, ya me conocía en las redes, porque el sobrino de él no seguía y era loco con Andy. Oh. Entonces está la señora así sentada, yo me quedé con la boca abierta. Entonces le dice él, 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 ella le dice, el sacerdote le dijo, y tú eres Isabel, tú eres la que hace los videos con el hijo tuyo. Y yo le dije, así padre, ¿y qué usted va a hacer ahora? <risa> <risa> Entonces dice él, él tenía un teléfono de aquí y él dijo, Échate para acá, ven, para que no tiremos una foto. Ah, tú ves. Can you translate that? Entonces, ¿qué pasó ahí? Entonces yo. Espérate, mamá, vamos a translate. Hay personas que hacen una pregunta mal en el tapo de la cabeza. I'm going to throw a fact. Huh? So her, her, question, her question to my mother was, did the family accept her comedy or her comedic genius level? And it really, um, what she was saying was is that they weren't, be, they weren't accepted at first. So the story that she started to mention was she, um, they started realizing her in church, like they started noticing her in church, and then when she got to the church, the family wasn't approving of it. The family was started calling her mother. Like, being at a grown age, why are you still calling her mother and her yeah, father? Yeah, right? Snitches <laughs> like, get you know what. Yeah, okay? like, they're literally snitching on a grown woman because of what she's doing in a, in a video with her son that she raised. So my grandmother started to ask my mother, is it true that you're hitting... Uh, Andy in the videos, I'm you're cursing. slapping him and you're cursing him. And then mom had to tell her, oh, hey, nah, it's just jokes. Grandma started to get serious when somebody from the church told grandma. And now the church is starting to look at my mother. And now grandma was like, why is the church, you know, the church and she was uh, serving in the church and they started to... Gossip and drama, right? Yeah, gossip and drama on, oh, she's the one hitting... Her son in the videos, and she's saying, oh, she and she's cursing, and she's doing all this on the videos. And then, when one of the uh, ladies who was serving in the church, I guess they saw her in the church. She told the father, the priest, "Hey, you know that lady over there? Her name Isabel. She's the one that's you got to talk to her and have her sit down with her and do this and this and that." So now comes a sit down with mom and the priest, and the priest said, "You're the lady." That's doing the videos with your son, smacking him. Took out his phone and took a picture with mom because he's a fan of mom. <laughs> yes. And that lady, she was tight, bro. Because she was a lambong, you feel me? She was, she was trying to kiss the priest's ass. And it backfired on her. La señora que hizo el drama ese ahí. Ya ahora, ella dice, ay, bienvenida a la iglesia. Oh, cómo cambiaron la cosa. Mom to the church, like, oh, welcome to the church, welcome back, thank you so much for being here. Ay, that's so lovely. I'm really enjoying talking to you all. I mean, this is just really, really relatable, but yet so much fun to watch this dynamic unfold. Um, Lizbel, I'm going to shift to you because would you bless us with an extra from your book? Yes. I did leave my purse back. You want me to get it? Yeah, if you can. Okay. It's right on the little thing there as well. 
will get the purse. Because um, I love when authors come on, I usually ask them to read an excerpt from their books, you know. But we all have to support her book. Tell them where they could buy it. Yes, you can buy it on Amazon, um, also at barnesandnobles.com. Thank you so much. Amazon, Barnes and Noble. There's no S, you know? It's not Barnes and Nobles. Latinos be like Barnes and Nobles. I don't think there's an S at the Like, we all it's do. It's Barnes and Noble. It's just a noble barn. It's not really like, you know what I mean? Oh, there's yeah. not an S at the end? Probably. No, and like JCPenney, too. It's not JCPenney's. You know what I'm saying? It's JCPenney. That's why I say JCPenney's. No, there's no S. And it's just Octa. Subways. Right. Subway. Subway. I don't think it's a sandwich, it's Subway. Subways. No, I think it's just a Subway. I think you get a sub at Subway. It's not worse than Morgan yeah. saying Taco Bells. Taco Bells? <laughs> Taco Bells. Come on, there's not that many bells in the taco. <laughs> That's a lot. There's a lot of bells here, though. This is your Taco Bell right here. <laughs> hey, yo. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo. Yo. I'm so excited for this. Should we like hold our lighters up or like oh, maybe no, Brooklyn no. College wouldn't like that? <laughs> yeah, um, no, 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 okay, everybody ready for this? Yeah, so this is a poem I wrote titled Bendiciones. I was raised by a community of immigrants. So I learned early on that where others saw broken English, I saw someone eager enough to learn two languages. Although we lived in a country that painted us as stupid for not living up to white American standards, these people were geniuses in their native tongues. I wonder if they knew that the janitors, cab drivers, florists, and local, local empanada ladies were also teachers, doctors, and community leaders back home. Did it matter to a place where they were only deemed worthy if their bodies were being used for labor and the consumption of corporations? Would it matter? As far back as I could remember, I would be sat down and handed letters to translate by my elders. Leme eso, muchachita. Read this to me, baby girl, Papa would say as he sat down next to me. I grab it slowly in hopes that I understand what it says. As my 10-year-old eyes gloss over government documents, he closely watches my facial expressions and body language. The nervousness in his eyes tell me a story. He is waiting for something I do not understand yet. I became familiar with the scent of nervousness as I grew up. So when I'm out in public, I run into people just like my and papa. Elders asking to be helped through their eyes. I smile and watch as their guard drops as they say, mi hija, me puedes ayudar? Baby girl, can you help me? Claro que si, of course I can. I treat them with compassion. The kind I wish was rewarded to my mother. Muy amable, she says with a sigh of relief. These words hit me like a ton of bricks every single time. I realize that they are used to being a burden on short-tempered people trying to decipher their broken English, tiptoeing through life, trying their best not to be a disturbance, slowly making themselves invisible as if they do not deserve to be here. What a life to live, in a constant state of judgment and proving your worth to people who are fixated on hating you. Why else do you think Dominicans clap when they land? It has been years since they felt free. If you pay close attention, our flights back home tell a story. Young kids running back to what is supposed to be a foreign place, but is also somehow the only place that feels like home. Newly born babies, confused at an aircraft and unable to sit still, not fully understanding what they're about to experience for the first time. I look to my left and I see a man dressed in his best. He smells like expensive cologne, mm -hmm. 
but I can sense his nerves. His mind is racing with questions he's asked himself for the last 15 years since he's been back. Will they still love me the same? Do I look like leaving was worth it? To my right is a woman who sits in silence with sunglasses on. What you don't know is that most of these people spend their lives just trying to make enough to pay their bills and go back home to see the loved ones they had to leave. But sometimes it's too late. So when that same woman starts to sob and cry mid-flight, you hold that stranger as if they were your weeping child because you know what it looks like to leave a place for the betterment of your family, only to lose what fueled you in the first place. A four-hour flight full of questions, regrets, and what-ifs. Planes full of people who forfeited a life with their loved ones in return of the dreams, opportunities, and the acceptance of their American-born children. So while others saw someone they believed to be inferior, I looked at my parents and saw courage in physical form. To understand is a privilege. To help is an honor. To be a child of immigrants is to be a translator of documents, bearer of good and bad news, the pride in which your parents brag to the town about, and the bridge that connects us all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lovely. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to stand in these very uncomfortable <laughs> shoes. Yeah, that hit like that was the first time I heard it, bro. Yeah, I'm going to stand with y'all. was really really amazing thank, thank you for you. reading it consentimiento también yes of course so I, I tell you i write from my heart i write from from experience so it's, it is very personal and deep to me honestly you write from the heart and you speak from the heart because i heard a certain rant about mayor adams on that <laughs> victory light podcast that was from the heart y'all yes let's segue into victory light the yes. podcast Yes. I mean, we here, we celebrate podcasts, so you're on the right stage, baby, right now, okay? Yes. Tell us about Victory Light, how that came about, because you put yeah. out in the universe, I read this somewhere, that you had wanted to meet Meryl one day. Oh, yes. Not only have you met the man, now you're working with him on a podcast. That's yeah. incredible. Tell us about that journey. Um, so I've been a fan of the Jesus and Meryl podcast since, like, 2016, since they first came out. I was an avid, like, I loved them, Bodega Boys podcast. Once they got to Showtime, they got their TV. I was there like a groupie, champion every single step. Um, I loved them because I related to them. I felt like, wow, this is, these are the people that I grew up with. Like, this is the comedy I see in the lunchrooms, and like, yeah. this is New York. This yeah. is New York. Yeah. So I love them. Um, and with, uh, with me creating videos and being in this, in this thing where we we're doing videos and just me, you know, stepping out of my comfort zone. I started to film more personal videos for myself because at first I would just, you know, record for my mom and, and Andy, which I love to do, but I also knew that I had something inside of me that I had to get out. I had to step out of my comfort zone. And last year I said, you know what, this year I'm gonna go all out. And that was last year. And at the beginning of this year, Mero hit me up and he was like, yo, I wanna interview you for my podcast that's coming out. What I didn't know was that that was my interview for our podcast. Oh, he wanted to wow. see kind of how we, how we mesh together. So I had no idea, um, but it's been in the works for a year now. Um, since September of last year, he finally hit me up. 
We finalized it, and we're 10 episodes in now. Yes! Is that not manifesting? Like, I love stories of manifestation. Yeah. And what you put out there and how goals are attainable Absolutely. and achievable. And I know it sounds so cliche, but once you really do leave your comfort zone and you start doing the things, this is what I've always said. We all have something, all of us, all of us. We all have something that keeps us up at night, whether it be a dream or something that's going on in your life that you just, it's there, you push it to the back, you push it to the back, you push it to the back. The glory happens when you bring that to the front. Mm. Once you finally, whether it's a traumatic thing that happened and you want to just face it, or maybe it's an idea that you've had for years, whatever it is, whatever you push into the back, bring to the front and watch how life changes. And that's not even me trying to be a motivate, like that sounds crazy, but realistically that is what happened. I was like, you know what, I'm tired of hiding. I'm tired of, of living a life where God is talking to me every single night and I'm not listening. I'm not listening because I have other worldly things happening or I don't, want, I don't believe in myself and all these other things, no. God is putting something in your mind and your spirit for a reason. Follow that, sit with it, and watch what God brings you. All right. Thank you, Michelle. That's, we're just all going to leave the stage and leave you here. I don't think I'm needed anymore. Um, no, that, those are really words of encouragement. And I don't know, did it have all you thinking? I'm just listening and processing and oh, thinking. Yeah. There are many things that make me uncomfortable that I certainly sweep under the rug. I'm like, I'll deal with it tomorrow or next week or never, mm -hmm. you know? But I think that there's a joy in overcoming and coming out of that battle on top, no matter mm -hmm. what it is. You know, another step in your career, you know, leaving your husband, <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> um, we'll talk about that in a different episode once things are finalized. But, <laughs> yeah, but I think that there's a feeling of just overcoming and just making, coming out of your discomfort zone mm -hmm. on top. That's going to feel so much better than coming out of your comfort zone on top. Does that make sense? Yeah. Those are some great words. I mean, you were brought here for a reason. Um, wow, okay. I have one more question. This is for everybody until we get to play that game. But maybe if you can tap into your younger selves, knowing where you are now in your careers, with your family, um, with the, what's a joint doctor called again? The, what is it? The orthopedist. Orthopedist. <laughs> The whole time I thought it was for feet because it's like orthoped something, orthoped, Dr. Scholl's orthopedist pads, or, I don't know. Anyway, if you can, just knowing where you are today, talk to your younger self real quick right here. Because your younger self may be, you know, one of these people out here or one of the eloeleros out there. And what are some words of advice that you have for that young Ravel, that young Iris, that young Lisbel? Everybody just talk to their younger selves right now and give some words of advice knowing what you know today. You want to start? No, I'll start. Hell no, me neither. Sally <laughs> <laughs> Bell. I'll start, I'll start. I'll okay, start, I'll okay. Start. I would say, yo, um, yo, what's good? I? <laughs> no, my youngest, I would definitely be proud. I would be super proud of, of who I am and, like, what we've done. I would also tell myself, like, um, bro, chill, like, everything is going to be okay. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because especially when I was like, yo, I'm a high school dropout, y'all, for real. Like, I didn't, I didn't drop out. They kicked me out, so it's different. Mm -hmm. 
right? I didn't quit, bro. I got kicked out. I stood there until 21. They kick you out at 21. For real. I'm not joking. I was in high school for seven years. Wow. Yeah, they thought I was, um, you know, like Hagrid at, 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 uh, at Hogwarts. Yeah, they thought I was the janitor, for real. So... But when I was around that age, I felt like, all right, I'm literally going to be a homeless bum. Like, I'm not, I, I, I'm a high school dropout. I'm literally going to be like, I, I thought I was going to be like a, a one-legged bum, for real, like an amputee. I thought I was just, my life was going to be hell. So I remember my 21st birthday, I was literally so depressed because I'm like, I let my mom down. She just wanted me to graduate, like. Should not have been that hard, bro, you know? But I made it hard because I just didn't go to school. I wanted to cut class and watch Derek Springer, you know? Like, that's what wow. I wanted to do. But I remember feeling how I felt and being like, wow, I'm really, like, going to, like, n just not do nothing with my life. So I would just go back and be like, bro, be patient, chill the fuck out, and do what you love. That's it. And if, if doing what you love can become a career, then, oh, my God, that is just the biggest blessing, like, anybody can ask for. Yeah. Literally. Like, sometimes when I have complaints nowadays, I'd be like, shut the fuck up, bro. Like, you know what I mean? So if, if I was to go back, I would do that. I would just say, yo, be patient, chill, and don't fucking, don't buy that Beamer. <laughs> you bought a Beamer? Yeah, I bought a Beamer. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. we'll save that for another day. Anybody else want to answer? Not everybody has to, but if you, if you would like to. I'll, I'll start. I'll, um, uh, Amir know the vibes. <laughs> so what I would say is, since I'm, I'm the oldest and I just feel like I, uh, I look at things differently from, from them, as an as a older woman now, there's a few things, well, two, two main things. One, everything is going to be okay. I feel like we as humans give each other, we give ourselves anxiety when it comes to your future, when it comes to your finances, when it comes to relationships. Why? You just give yourself anxiety. That's human. You're, you're feeling. You have emotions. Thank God you're alive. That's how I started to see things, right? But then it's like also, on the other hand, what I would tell my younger self is I feel like people get so caught up in relationships, like an intimate relationship when it comes to women, especially um, man or female. Don't let a relationship dictate where you're going in life just because you get comfortable with this person. Because now you're with somebody and you don't know who you are without that person being around. So right. now you don't have a life, you don't have no hobbies, you don't know what you're doing. And now if this person's leave you, you're gonna be fucked because you don't even know what you like to do. So now you're gonna fall into a depressive episode. You have no idea what you're gonna do. Now it's just a whole brand of rebuilding yourself back up again. For you to do it again with somebody else? I, have, I gotta, like for real, stop being stupid. That's really what it is. And until I have conversations with my sister, because I may be the oldest, but there's words that she puts together and, th and the words that she says, that it'd be like, yo, I'm really acting like a bozo. Like, I'm really acting <laughs> stupid. Why am I putting myself through misery? Like, as women or as human beings, period, at some point, you got to start taking responsibility about the choices and the decisions that you put yourself in yeah. at the end of the day, because... I can't sit here and say, oh, hey, 
I tell my sister about I'm not talking to this dude and what he did to me, but then I go right back and go start messing with the same person who I just cried my eyes out for over a week. And this may not have to do with anything that we spoke about today, to be honest. <laughs> but I just know that there's somebody, there's at least one person in here that's going through it with the person that they're with or they're not with, maybe it's a situationship. Let that shit go. The earlier and the faster you let it go and the faster you start working on yourself, and now everything is on your timing and the ball is in your core, there are words that my sister tells me that I will never forget. So it's like, when it comes to making decisions and choices, when it comes to things, my sister be at the top of my head like, wait, if I gotta tell my sister this, I'm gonna really look crazy because she's not gonna sugarcoat anything, especially when it comes to, I feel like if you don't have that person in your life, Follow me or follow my sister or, or get somebody in your life that can help you get out of certain relationships that you do not need in your life. That's good. Amen. That's good That's advice. Tell myself, my younger That's self. Great advice. Know what yes. I knew now. Yes. Anybody else or are we going to? I think that I would tell my younger self um, it's okay that it's okay if you don't have it all figured out. Um, I think that when I was younger, I put a lot of pressure on myself, but my family also put, like, so much pressure on me to just, like, do something and, like, not be, like, a bum. Uh, like, I didn't go to college or anything, so it was just like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And I feel like I've lived with that, like, internal anxiety to, like, rush myself or to, like, figure out what it is that I want to do for so long. I'm 32, so I think that I would just tell my younger self like it's okay if years later you still don't know like eventually you'll figure it out but like at your own pace and kind of like I feel like even though I still don't know I feel more at peace now than I did before so just kind of like chill out you know like it's okay because when you have conversations with other people you realize that they also don't have it figured out mm -hmm. and social media isn't real so, <laughs> well, that's a good um, even a lot of people sure. um, that you follow or have like millions of followers or you see like always posting also happy, like I've sat down with a bunch of these people and they're also like, I don't know what I'm doing. You know, like I don't have it figured out. So I would just say that like, hey, chill out. It's okay. It's I okay. That's great. Mm -hmm. All right. Anything from Ms. Bell? You wanna, are we playing our game now? You guys ready? I'm, I'm ready. I'm okay. Ready. Uh, she has to share her, uh, If you choose to. I mean, buy the book. Um, <laughs> tell your younger self to buy the book. I would tell my younger self to continue because I felt like I knew what I wanted to do, but I let the world talk me out of it. Mm. So I would say, put your head down and don't listen to fucking anybody. Mm. Yes, you want to take advice. Be your own filter. Your mom want to tell you something. I'm gonna listen to you. I'll take it. I'll I'll take something from this conversation and I'll leave what I don't need. And do that with everybody in your life, with everybody, whether it's a relationship, a friendship, teachers, everything. Take everything with a grain of salt. Somebody tells you they don't believe you could do something. All right, I'm gonna listen to your concerns. Oh, we gotta we gotta play the book. You know, we gotta do the American dream, and then you can follow your your real dream. No. Do whatever the fuck you want to do, whatever's on your heart. Because at the end of the day, who's going to have to clock in at the job that you hate? It has to be you. Your mom can't do it for you. Mm -hmm. So do, mm -hmm. what, do what's in your heart. I'm talking about, right? 
Okay. We're Are ready. we ready to play Tragos Get Loud? Yeah, where the drinks at? All right, so there's no real tragos because, well, we're not allowed to have drinks on the stage here at Brooklyn College at the Clareto Center for Performing Arts at Walt Whitman Hall. Um, <laughs> That's the address she sent me, by the way. I'm that like, is the, the exact is address that sent <laughs> We are all confused. <laughs> How do we get here? I was like, here's where you, okay, this is great. Here's, <laughs> I was like, here's where you have to go. Um, but okay, so we have Team Ravel. Okay, so you guys should all go on one side, okay? And now I need Team LOL. Where Frank at? Frank, is Gina still here? Michelle, Adana? Let's go. Okay. Y'all about to get cooked. Yo, <laughs> Y'all played this before? I've played this on the podcast a few times, but, you know, they're oh, random so cards. So y'all know this game. I'm going to explain it. <laughs> I will explain the reglas. Okay, audience, everybody, first of all, I want to give a big shout-out to Tragos, the game available at Target. This is Tragos Get Loud. The founder and head of marketing is here. Shout-out to Caro and Aralis, Latina entrepreneurs. And you should check out that episode of Latinos Out Loud where I interview them and they tell us all about how this got started. Basically, another family story. Sto can I could paraphrase real quick? You know, basically, she designed this game to play with the family. And they loved it so much, they made it into a board game and now it's available at Target. That's fine. I love that story so much. Um, basically, entrepreneurship, you know what I mean? Okay, so there are words on these cards in both English and Spanish, and you're, or whoever's giving, is gonna have to get the family to guess that word, either in English or Spanish. So we're gonna see how many each team can get in 60 seconds. Are you ready? Okay, so you say, there's you a lot say, of questions, there's a lot of questions. Wait, okay. wait, so you read it, like for example, that one, let's just use that one. Sure. So you're gonna say one in English or in Spanish? No, so like if I'm holding the card and let's say the word is social media, I'll have to get you to guess social media. Like, okay, Ravel is famous on this. And then you guess. Uh, okay, but but you it could be in English or Spanish. English or Spanish. So here it says la red social or social, social media. media. Okay. Yeah. Yup, it's just the translation. So it can be said in both English or Spanish. Okay. How did I do, gals? How did I do with the instructions? Okay, I probably should have just called you up here because I gave a long-winded version. Um, I know, it's not, it's not, but you know what? We good, we're team LOL, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? The underdogs, underdogs, okay? Everybody likes an underdog, okay? So, but why don't you guys go first? So I'll give you a hand, we have a timer, a very technological timer. I feel like I'm good at games like this. Oh yeah? Oh, this is gonna get competitive here, yeah. I can tell. So who would like to give the words? I'll do that. Okay, okay. Yeah. What you mean? All right, let him go first. Okay, so why don't I'm we do... I'm good with words, bro. What's the, what's the easiest um, color, you guys? Aralis, Caro, what's the, the color that... What no, color we want all we levels. <laughs> Blue. Okay, let me get some. Oh. Okay, here's a chunk of the blue side. Behold it like that so they don't see. Okay, on your mark. So basically, just as many as we, as many as we can guess in the amount of time. Okay. Yep. Sixty seconds. Okay. Okay. It's called Tragos Get Loud. You can get as loud as you want right now. I got you, bro. Wait, 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 wait. You ready? Yeah. On your mark, get set. Audience, no help. Dale! A hurricane is a natural what? Disaster. Yes. 
um, beans that come in a can. What's the brand? Hormel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> can I skip? Yeah, I guess. Oh, yeah, I have to. I you got to put the that. ones we got over there. Um, oh, no, I got to skip this, too. Oh, my oh, God. Sorry. Um, what? Uh, um, I, I know um, there's a, a Puerto Rican singer. She's Daddy from Aiki. the Bronx, not no more. Jennifer she, Lopez. Yeah, she, yeah, she got a song that says what? From the block? No, no, no. It's a song about, it's about, it's a, um. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, you at the restaurant, you wait, you, um, you waiting on the who? The menu. Not the waiter. waiter. Yeah, the waiter. Yeah, sure. Uh, here we have, uh, oh, they play this at other Latino music. Karaoke. It's a merengue and they play um, it. Exactly. Elvis <laughs> Crespo. Um, Mexican singer. Tacos. Uh, Talia. Eh, sí, ese mismo, Vicente. Okay, Mexico. Focus. Huh? Focus. Okay. Is it working? I don't do this last one. You go to Mexico, you go where to the vacation? Cancun? Yeah, sure. All right, we'll stop it there. Yes, no. No, keep going, keep going. It's okay. You done? You done? You sure? I I don't know. I think the timer just miraculously gave you some more time. Go ahead, it's going. Yeah. Right. Oh. All right. Uh, Elizabeth wrote a book, so she's a artist, art yeah. author. Well, I right. when you go when you um when you uh, working out, but you walking in the in the mountains and you hiking. Yeah, that shit right there. <laughs> All right. Well, um, uh, you buy a toy, but something sold separately. Batteries. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, you playing the game? Lady Gaga made that song. Monster. No, no, no. It's a it's a card game. Blackjack. Uh, Poker face. Somebody said it. Poco, I said it. Poke. Oh. Uh, somebody said it. I can't said take it. it. Uh, Spider-Man's girlfriend. Mary Jane. Yeah, but the actress name is what? Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Zendaya? No. The, the first Spider-Man? Which oh, Spider-Man? I, I might be wrong. Just skip it. Oh, why? Who's Zoe Oh, Saldana? time is up, guys. Oh, Bro, are you serious? Who's Zoe Saldana? Zoe Oh, Zoe. my God. Catwoman? Yeah. How many did you guys get? get? Was she Catwoman? I don't know. Like seven. seven? Okay. Yeah. Team LOL. Oh, oh you're right, you're right, right, right. We're finished. Okay. Team LOL. The underdog. That's what I was thinking. There's right. only three of us. Yo, round of applause for me. I did a good job. Yeah, you did a great oh, yeah. job. You did a great job. Yeah. 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 But, babe, you were supposed to separate the cards. Huh? We're supposed to separate it, and now we don't know how many points we got. Now we got seven. No, I was, she's counting. Right. Yeah. Counting. Right. Okay. You guys ready? Do you want to like powwow real quick? Do we want to strategize? No, just go in. Okay. I like I like a huddle. I really like a huddle. Okay, but we won't huddle. It's fine. Okay. Nervous? I'm ready. You should be nervous. No, don't be nervous. Okay. It's okay. Here we go. Ready? Here we go. Okay. I'm gonna pass. Okay. I don't watch this, but the commercials are great. Yeah. Super Bowl. Yep. Okay. Great. Um. Um. Oh, I do this on my pillow a lot at night, but I don't tell people. But I think right. I just did. I yeah, I drool. <laughs> okay. Um. I have a nut. This. Oh wait, that didn't sound right either. I cannot eat nuts because I have a nut allergy. Yep. Okay. 
Okay. Um, okay. Oh, I went to Australia and I swam in this. It was really cool. It's Water. like, yeah, but there's like these Elite. things that are sticky and they hurt you. If you, they look cute in like pictures, but if you oh, actually, jellyfish. if you bump into one, it has like spikes and it'll hurt you. It's okay. Oh, no. Dolphin. Um, it, it's a natural wonder in Australia in this big. Okay, next. Okay. Um, um, blank claws. Santa Claus. Yeah. Okay. Espérate, uh, what they wear for the playing of the thing. Wait. <laughs> the shoes that they wear when they go. Go. Yes. Soccer thing. <laughs> okay. Oh, the, the court case for this was so funny. Time. The girl left caca in the bed. Yeah. <laughs> The winners are the Rade, Team Rade. Yeah, I gave us like three minutes. <laughs> they did get more time on the clock. Yo, but literally, you froze time. I don't know how you did that. Yo, this has been such a fun episode, no, you guys. Fun, that was I want to keep playing. Don't you want to keep playing? Yeah, well, let's do another round. The ladies from Tragos are here. And actually, one lucky audience member is going to win a game. If everyone feels under their seat, one lucky winner oh, will win the Tragos gift set. Who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? Feel under your seat. No, I don't think these seats got it. <laughs> you got it? You got it? Oh! Congratulations! What's your name? Samuel from Brooklyn College. You're a student, right? Amazing. Congratulations. You can claim your prize. Tragos has a table in the back, so if you guys want to visit the table, there are giveaways. I want to thank everybody for coming here, the whole Ortiz and Lopez uh, family. Thank you for what you're doing. I mean, something I really didn't mention, too, is everything you do around mental health on your social pages, which is just so amazing because we need that. We need oh, yeah. you. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> it's such a nice balance to get comedy and mental health awareness at the same time. Um, so thank you for everything that you do. You did a great job, Mama. You did such a wonderful job. And uh, thank you, Frank. Thank you, Michelle Adana. Shout out to Gina Brillon. Thank you to all of you. Give yourselves a round of applause for coming out to Brooklyn College. Um, Thank you to Trem and to MJ Robinson and Tom and Young and the whole class. Where my prospective students at? Ow! Oh, we're gonna have fun next semester. It's a wrap. Okay, guys, and it's also a wrap here. You can follow us at We Are Latinos Out Loud. You can give us a call, 978 Latinos, no big wolf. It's a phone call away. And please follow me at Rachel La Loca. And uh, thank you. On that note, we out.